Welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. In this podcast, I've been talking about things related with personal development and leadership, and we've talked a lot about living your best life this year. And today I have a little bit different of a topic, but in my mind, it's all connected. Last weekend was Mother's Day, and it got me thinking about what does it mean to be a mom and how is that I'm showing up as a mom for my kids. So I started a process of self-reflection about this idea, and I ended up finding myself again feeling that mommy guilt. And it got me thinking about what I've done in the past to get past that point and how can I better show as a mom now in the current situation in which we are in quarantine. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about mommy guilt and sharing 10 tips on how to overcome that mommy guilt. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. At the end of 2019, I spent a good amount of time crafting a vision and goals for 2020. If you have been listening to this podcast, reading my articles, you probably recall me making the statement that this year I was going to live my best life. I visualized what that means to me and how I was going to show up this year in order to live my best life. Of course, when I made that statement, I had no idea that we would be where we are today. That being said, I'm still determined to live my best life despite of the COVID-19 situation. I recorded a podcast um, addressing exactly this. I share how you can live your best life in the middle of COVID-19. And if you haven't listened to that episode, that was episode number 18. One of the things that I envisioned um, in this vision of me living my best life was me spending more time with my kids. One of my life's goal, one that I, I personally think I'll never be able to cross off my list because in my opinion, it's an ongoing pursuit, is that I am an exceptional wife and mom. In my vision of living my best life, I show up every day as that exceptional wife and mom. Every morning when I wrote down that goal in my journal as part of my morning routine, I asked myself two questions. I asked myself, how will I show up today with my husband and my kids? And two, what is that I'm going to be intentional about today to show up as that exceptional wife and mom that I say I want to be? So let's talk about where does mommy guilt come from? And I'm going to share where it comes from for me. And I'm sure many of you might relate, but there might be other 
ways that mom guilt shows up for you. For me, I'm a workaholic, so working long hours, feeling that I'm not spending enough time with my kids, or when I miss a school event because I had something going on at work. And at the moment, I make that decision that work is a priority or that I can skip that work meeting. And then afterwards, I feel guilty because I missed that event. Losing my patience. I have to say that my patience is being tested on a daily basis, especially now that we're homeschooling. That has been one of the biggest challenge of this quarantine. Other thing that triggers that mommy guilt is when I compare myself with other moms. I look at pictures of other moms or I hear other moms like always making to school events, always spending quality time with their kids. That's at least what I see. And when I compare myself with them, I feel that I'm not as good as a mom. Um, sometimes it's taking time for myself. I feel guilty for that or feeling that I was not there when my kids needed something or when I forget something, which happens once in a while. The truth is that feeling guilty does not serve anyone. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve us in helping us become a better parent. And when I talk about mom guilt, I think this also applies for dads. But I think as moms, we're so much more emotional sometimes that it is more of a strong feeling for us. That's just my personal point of view. But as I said, the truth is that most of the things above are not helping us become a better mom. Feeling guilt guilt doesn't help us become a better parent. So when these things go through my mind, with these thoughts come to my mind, I always need to ask myself if these things are real or are just in my head. And what is that my kids need right now from me so I can focus on that and not being that perfect mom. So here are my 10 tips, the 10 things that have helped me in the past and some of the things that as part of my reflection I have identified will help me going forward as we continue to all be home and spend more time together to really find that balance and overcome that mom guilt. Before we get started, I think we need to start by defining mom guilt. I know that not everyone that listens to this podcast are moms. And today I'm, I'm talking especially for those moms out there. And those of you that are moms, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I want to start by defining what it is mom guilt. And mom guilt is a feeling. It's a feeling of guilt, of doubt, of anxiousness and uncertainty that we moms experience when we worry that we're failing or we're falling short in our expectations in in some way. Mom guilt is something that I've carried with me since the day that my oldest son was born. Sometimes that guilt is really heavy. Um, Some days is heavier than others. We now have been quarantined for nine weeks. When the quarantine started, one of the things that came to my mind was that I was going to have more time to focus on being a quote-unquote better mom, to spend more quality time with my kids and work on those things that I had not been able to do because of the quote-unquote lack of time. Um, That was one of the things that, to be honest, I was looking forward to. The reality 
ended up being a little bit or so much different. Both my husband and I, we have been working full-time from home. We barely see each other during the day. I'm working in our study, and he's working upstairs. And if we're lucky, we get to eat lunch together. Uh, my oldest son is in fifth grade, um, and so we're also being homeschooling right now. Um, he gets assignments every day, and then... Maybe I think it was on week six or seven of quarantine, he started having daily Zoom calls with his teacher and, and his friends on the afternoon. So that part has been challenging. Then we also have a three-year-old. Actually, by the time that you listen to this podcast, she will be already four. Uh, she's a ball of energy. She's curious and independent and... um. It's been a challenging to get used to this new norm. Week one, oh my gosh, that was a complete mess. Now in week nine, we had found and established routines that seem to be working to us. We're very lucky because our kids, as I mentioned, are very independent and they let us work when we need to work. Uh, most people are not able to say the same thing and they're home and they're struggling because their kids are demanding so much attention and interrupting them in meetings. And we're very fortunate because that hasn't been our case. Sometimes I even need to stand up and go and check on my kids to make sure, one, that they're still alive and two, that they haven't painted the walls or done any other antics, especially my four-year-old. Um, but as I said, we can't complain because they're quiet most of the time. They are focused on what they're doing most of the time. When I go and check on them, they're playing together or they're building Legos or they're watching TV or playing video games. Many parents would wish that that was their reality right now. So don't get me wrong. I'm very, very grateful. That being said, um, many days, most days, I feel guilty. I feel guilty um, more often than I don't in this new norm. I feel guilty for not spending more quality time with my kids. I feel guilty for not being able to sit with my son and helping with his homework because I am on work calls. I feel guilty for not being able to play high and sick with my daughter comes to my desk and pulls my sleeve and I'm trying to get ready for a meeting or work on a deadline. I feel guilty for checking my email at the table when we're having lunch, um, sometimes even at dinner time. I feel guilty for being so close, but at the same time, so far away from each other. I think that is the reason why mom guilt has been creeping up lately for, for me, to be honest. Um, Guilt also goes the other way around. I also feel guilty when I turn work off and I'm spending quality time with my family for not having sent that letter that someone is expecting me to do at work or not finishing that task that needed to get done today. Um, I feel guilty for not being able to be always 100% present in every meeting because sometimes I'm multitasking. I'm preparing lunch for my kids and feeding them and you know, they're calm and want to talk to me or play with me or my son needs help with homeworks. 
my kids are hungry and they expect lunch served at 12 p.m. And many times before 12, I'm on a meeting. So I don't know if any of you can relate with any of this, but as I was saying this week, I spent a lot of time thinking about this um, and thinking about why I feel guilty and what can I do to change that. So number one is accept the trade-offs. When we choose to combine being a mom and a career in any way, shape, or form, there will always be trade-offs and sacrifices and compromises that we need to make. What is crucial for our happiness as well as to stay away from that guilt feeling is that we need to be able to reconciliate all those trade-offs by being very clear, like crystal clear about why we're making them in the first place. So I encourage you to create a list of the reasons why you work. I am very clear about the fact that my kids and my family are ultimately better because I have a rewarding career outside of home. And that was a choice that I made. And I know I would not be able to be a good stay-at-home mom. Like, I just, I, I know that's not me. And I would be a terrible mom if I was a stay-at-home mom. And I, I'm 100% clear that my kids, my family, and myself, we're all better off because I made that choice, because I have a rewarding career outside of home. So accepting that trade-off, accepting that that is a decision I made and why I made that decision and the fact that we're all better because of that, that helps me minimize that guilt feeling. Number two, don't shoot yourself. Our shoots are a melting pot of social expectations, family pressures, and often really unspoken rules that we buy into without even realizing it. Our shoulds are shaped by our environment, which had seemed to skyrocket in recent decades with the so-called parent gurus, experts that bombard us with advice on what a quote-unquote good parent should or should not do. So when I find myself using the word should, I should play more with my kids, I should be a better mom, I should spend more quality time with my kids, I replace it with a could and add an alternative option. Doing that takes the judgment out and allows me to really give myself permission to do what actually works best for me and my family, minus the should-inflected guilt. Number three, don't dilute your presence with distractions. This is one that I really struggle with personally, and I haven't been able to get to what I'm about to describe. So this is not coming from a sense of what I do, but what I try to do. Um, I believe that we can be with our kids 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just not possible. And even if we could, we would not be able to be fully present with them all the time. So for me, turning work off is really hard. But my intention 
um, during this quarantine time is that I spent quality over quantity of time with my kids. This always has been the truth. And I need to realize that that continues to be the truth. Even if we are in the same house, if we're in the same space, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The truth is that I can't be present with them all the time. But it is my intention that when I am, I'm going to turn off distractions so I can really enjoy quality time with my kids. And for me, spending quality time with my kids is not what my definition of quality time is, but what is their definition of quality time? What is that your kids want to do with you? Is it playing Legos? Is it playing a video game? Is it watching a movie? Whatever it is, let them decide how to use that time. And when you are in that space, make sure that you have your undivided attention to them and what they want to do. Again, this is one that I personally struggle because if you listen to my work-life balance episode, um, that was actually one of the very first podcast episodes that I recorded. I believe that we can turn off our work and then turn on our personal life and vice versa, but they're all blended together. The key is that we have very clear what our priorities are and that we feel fulfilled in all our priorities. So for me, if I say my kids are a priority and I want to feel fulfilled as a mother, I need to fulfill those priorities. And that means spending quality time with no distractions with my kids. Number four, don't think about the time you don't have, use what you do have. A lot of times I mention my my mom guilt comes from a place of I'm not spending enough time with my kids. And I always focus on that time that I don't have, the time that I missed, the events that I miss, the moments that I miss, the things that I miss, the time that I miss, instead of focusing on the time that I have and making the most out of that time that I have with my kids. So I mentioned this in point number three, but it's quality over quantity. Stop thinking about all the things that you don't have, all the time that you don't have, but focus on the time that you have and how you can take the most out of that time. And some of the things that would allow you to take the most out of that time is the point that we just talked about, not diluting it with distractions, having your undivided attention on your kids and spending that quality time with them. Number five, let go of perfection. Pinterest perfect homes are not a reality. Your kids don't need a Pinterest perfect home or the Pinterest perfect mom. They just need you. They need a mom that is there for them and with them when they need you most. So stop thinking as much about the dishes that are piling on the sink or your kids not wearing the perfect clothes for the perfect Instagram picture. The things that are going to make you feel most proud of yourself, the things that are going to fulfill you the most as a mom are those little things that happened outside of perfection. Is that getting dirty on the mud when you're playing with your kids? Is putting all the Legos out and while the house looks a mess, having a blast building things with your kids? Focus on being there 
as they need you, when they need you. Number six, stop comparing yourself with other moms. The fact is that there's no one right way when it comes to raising children. Think for a minute. If other moms were to look at you at your Facebook or Instagram pictures, what would they think of you as a mom? Probably the same that you think of them when you're comparing yourself with them. That you have your act together. That you're a caring mom. Do I need to keep going? You know where I'm going with this, right? Stop comparing your oranges with someone else's apples. Not everything that you see in social media is true. At least not the whole truth. Not the full picture. Those moms that you compare yourself with, they struggle with the same things that you do. And right now, they might be comparing themselves with you and feeling like, just like you do when you compare yourself with them. So be yourself. Do you. Show up as you, as the mom that you're meant to. Number seven, remind yourself that you're not and should not aspire to be your kid's best friend. Be careful not to allow your kids to blackmail you. They know exactly how to. So refuse to play the game. Tell them that you love them and that you're going to do what is best to support them, which often includes not doing for them what they can do for themselves or not allowing them to do what they want to do all the time. I know that when I make these unpopular decisions in their eyes, they get upset and they say mean things that they actually don't mean. And that breaks my heart. But then I need to take a step back and remind myself that I'm not my kid's best friend. I'm their mom and they need me to be their parent, not their friend. Number eight, give yourself some credit and a break. Focus on the things that you're doing well and give yourself some credit. One thing that has helped me is to ask myself at the end of the day two questions. Did I did today everything that I could to show up as the mom that I know I am? And what did I did today to show up for my kids? Because in the morning, I ask myself the question, how is that I will show up as a mom? Sometimes at night, I feel I didn't show up as I should because I did not show up as I said I was going to. Here is the thing. Life happens and you need to stay flexible. The important thing is that you show up as the best you could given the situation in which you are. Are your kids alive? Did you feed them? Are they safe? Give yourself some grace. You're doing the best that you can and that's all what matters. Number nine, share responsibilities and ask for help. I know that you know this already, but sometimes we just need someone to remind us that we don't need to do this alone, that we don't have to do it all. Ask for help. A lot of times it's not that there's no help available, but it just we don't want to ask for that help because we feel that we're 100% responsible for everything, that we need to do it all. And the truth is we don't. We need to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. I am very fortunate because both my husband and I share 100% responsibility for our kids. We're both equally responsible for parenting and raising our kids. And we tag team in order to do that. If you're not fortunate like me and you don't have a partner that is supportive, or maybe you are a single mom, 
Think about how does help look for you. Finally, number 10, fill your cup first. Do you remember the last time that you took a flight? Remember the safety guidelines when they tell you that you need to put your mask first before you help others? Well, let me tell you that that applies here too. You can be the mom that you're meant to be, the best mom that you can be for your kids if you don't fill your cup first. I know many times that ma as moms, we feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. But I want you to think about this from the different perspective. If you don't show up for yourself, if you don't fill your cup, you can't pour from an empty cup. For me, that means that I wake up a couple hours before my kids wake up. That way, I feel I'm not taking away any time from them, but I'm using that time to invest in myself, to show up for myself so I can be the best version of myself that day, so I can be the best mom that I can be for them. So those are my 10 tips on how to overcome mom guilt. As I said, some of these are things that I have fully embraced in my life that have helped me so far to find that balance, to be able to show up as the mom that I meant to be without feeling guilty. Um, and some are things that came out out of my reflection this week as we are in this quarantine mode and we are sharing the same space 24-7 with our kids, but we can't be there present every single moment of those 24 hours during the day, I find that mom guilt is kicking in again and probably is kicking in for many of the moms listening now because it's hard to be there but not be there at the same time. So these are the things that I personally are intending to work on in order to be able to continue to show up as the first version of myself and as the mom that my kids deserve. If you found those tips helpful, I am going to ask you that you share this episode with another mom in your life. Maybe as a friend, maybe as a colleague at work, maybe as someone that you know in social media. But if any of this resonated with you, if you think that any of this is helpful, please share it with another mom. Because I feel that all moms, we're all struggling in this time. As much as we have, quote unquote, more time with, my, with our kids, the truth is we don't. And it's hard to find that balance and to find that inner peace that we're doing everything that we can to be the best moms that we can. So please share this episode with someone. If you like the episode, also I'm going to ask you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'm looking forward to talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself Podcast.